0: All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing.
1: Good afternoon, this is Nadia Budihajo with your Friday headlines. Rio Tinto has struck an agreement with Yinjibadi Energy Corporation to assess renewable energy projects in the Pilbara. The venture will initially target development of a solar farm with a capacity of between 75 megawatts and 150 megawatts. It is aiming to obtain all approvals and take a final investment decision by the end of next year. That would allow constructions to commence in 2025, with development expected to take 12 to 18 months. Rio and Yinjibadi Energy Corporation have already selected a 500-hectare site about 50 kilometres inland from Karatha, near an existing Rio substation for the solar farm. Today's agreement also builds on the close relationship between Rio and the Yinjibadi people. Last year they signed an updated agreement that would deliver increased commercial opportunities and royalty payments to the Yinjibadi people. In other news, Silver Lake Resources has been fined $30,000 over an underground safety incident that occurred at its Daisy Milano Gold Operation near Kargooli. In 2018, a load operator was instructed to enter an exclusion zone that could have been subject to hazardous fumes and rock falls that could have easily resulted in a fatality, according to WorkSafe. No workers were injured in the incident. The gold and copper miner pleaded guilty at the Kaguli Magistrates Court on Thursday for failing to provide and maintain a working environment where employees and contractors were not exposed to hazards. At the time, a load operator was instructed to build a rock embankment at the edge of an open void in a stope, which is an excavated space that contains ore being mined. Workers were meant to be excluded from entering the stope area due to seismic risks from the recent detonation of explosives at a nearby section of the mine. A sign restricting unauthorised access had been removed prior to the worker entering the area. Investigations are still underway. In property news, Perth-based property fund Westbridge Funds Management has acquired a Brisbane logistics facility for $6.17 million from Housing Investment Group. The 160 Benjamin Place asset is on a 2,440 square metre site with 1,530 square metres of gross lettable area comprising a cold storage facility and two-storey office. The property is fully leased to wholesale seafood distributor Sunshine Seafoods who have operated out of the property for the past decade. Blue Commercial Managing Director Gary O'Shea brokered the transaction. The property will sit within Westbridge Total Return Fund which aims to acquire up to $100 million of commercial assets. That's all the headlines from me today. Coming up next, I talk to senior journalist Claire Tyrrell on the industrial property market and how landlords are pushing ahead with new builds.
0: Stay on top of the latest news stories that are impacting your business, industry or sector. The New Look Business News app gives subscribers breaking news alerts, access to editions, articles by category, as well as our advanced data and insight search function to find projects, people and companies. It's your mobile portal to the latest intelligence on commerce, politics and industry, wherever you are. Stay informed at critical times and download today. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash app,
1: download on the App Store, or get it on Google Play now. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Nadia Budihajo, and I'm here with senior journalist Claire Tyrrell. Claire, how are you going? Good, thank you, Nadia. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. Claire, we're going to talk about industrial property today, which is a bit of a favourite topic for many of our readers. You've written a piece on industrial property owners developing properties without tenants in place. According to experts, this is unusual in WA. Uh, Why is this and why is it happening now?
0: Yeah, I did, Nadia. So uh, Cushman and Wakefield's Nick Goodridge, who's head of industrial there, Uh, people will remember that him and his industrial team moved across from JLL last year, I believe it was, uh, he spoke to me at length about this. So he reckons that this trend where industrial owners build on spec is what they say, uh, spec meaning speculative, so they're doing a speculative build, speculating that they're going to fill it with tenants, has been happening on the East Coast for quite some time, but not so much in WA until recently. There are a few reasons for this. The main reasons between WA and the East Coast in terms of the industrial market is is there's even less availability for industrial land in Sydney um, and Melbourne, Victoria, New South Wales, etc., than there is here, and a lot more institutional ownership. So when I say institutional ownership, I mean the big, big players like Centuria, Dexas, etc. And given those institutional owners are focused on delivering returns for their investors, or well, that's their main focus, and a lot of these assets are within real estate investment trusts as well. A lot will just keep pushing ahead with builds when they're ready to do so, despite not yet having tenants in place. Uh, and WA's in- industrial market is is very different. It's dominated by a few families. So the, t- the Taddies, led by Julie Drago of Real Cido Vest, uh, the Oosterhoffs, who run East Court, the Coxons and the Hodgson's. Many people will know these names. And institutional ownership has steadily increased here in WA, however. So Centuria, Dexas and Charter Hall are now major players in our industrial property scene. And these institutional owners are pushing ahead with spec builds
1: like they always have. And the family players are actually following suit. You spoke to a number of institutional owners for this story. Who were they and what did they have to say?
0: I did. I spoke to a Bit of a cross section of players in this space. Uh, so, firstly, I spoke to Dexas, who became the largest industrial owner in WA when they bought Jandakot Airport and the surrounding land for 1.3 billion in late 2021. I remember this deal; it was really early in my time here at Business News, and I thought, "Oh, is this how it's going to be all the time?" But it's actually the largest <laughs> deal I've ever covered, and I think it was the largest deal in WA for quite some time at least. And Chris McKenzie from Dexas, he's head of industrial capital markets there. He talked about Dexis's plans to develop 360,000 square meters of additional industrial space on top of what was already there when they bought the Jandicott site of Ascot Capital. Dexas is partway through a spec build program of 42,000 square metres in Jandicott, including a quite a large warehouse, 26,000 square metres, and then another few smaller ones of about 3,000 to 4,000 square metres. Chris said that low rental vacancies in Perth's industrial market were encouraging Dexas to pursue builds without tenants. Vacancy rates in Perth for industrial space are at about 1.3%. Whereas a normalized market is about four to five percent. And what this means is industrial tenants are looking for space. So, you know, it's that supply and demand scenario. Some other sources I spoke to included Bearings, which used to be known as Altus Property Group. They've Recently entered WA's industrial market with a purchase in Hazelmere, and they're developing that on spec. It might be Bearings actually. I didn't check the pronunciation, uh, but they took over Altus Property Group last year, and then that they've gone through that transition of of changing names. So Stephen O'Connor there told me that he had strong conviction in WA's market at the moment, given the strong economic conditions. You know, we've got a population growth, we've got a massive mining sector, etc. All these um, key economic drivers that people talk about. So he said that this would create demand across many areas, including mining services, manufacturing, etc. not to mention logistics. We didn't even touch on that, and I guess that's probably more what, uh, you know, the players like Dexas will be doing because they're at those lands around airports. That's, that tends to be more in that logistics space. Uh, I also spoke to uh, a few local players. So Julie Drago of Real Side Ovest Vest. What they're doing at the moment is building on spec for the first time out at Kewdale. Similarly, they are confident about market conditions and about the quality of their builds. And uh, they actually partner with uh, Mekon Constructions. That's Julie Drago's brother who, who runs that as well. And they were saying, she was saying that you know this means they're not immune, but a little bit kind of buffered from the uh, issues facing construction the construction industry, the construction cost increases. Uh, and I also spoke to Hesperia, led by Adrian Finney and Ben Lyle. So I spoke to Ben Lyle and he was talking about the risk. He acknowledged that, you know, it, it is a risk building without pre-commitment, but at the moment it's it's worth it because it's such a tight market.
1: Uh, he, he's always got an interesting view. And what other trends did you observe when writing this article?
0: Yeah, so something I haven't spoken about yet uh, is rental growth. Uh, and this was another big reason that uh, industrial owners were building on spec or are building on spec in WA. So WA has seen industrial rents grow by about 25% in the last two years. So that's huge. Uh, And this this followed a long period of stagnation. So for a very long time, industrial rents were hovering at about hundred dollars a square meter I remember when I first started at Business News not long afterwards I sat down with Julie Drago who's one of the main industrial players here and she you could kind of tell you could kind of see her frustration with that she said you know it should be a lot higher I don't know why we haven't seen growth and then you know not long afterwards I mean I guess she probably foreshadowed the growth because of the conditions that were surrounding the market uh yeah not long after that they shot up. So industrial rents here are averaging about $135 a square metre. And a lot of the people I spoke to for this article reckon that they will continue to grow, uh, though at a bit of a slower pace. And the right assets are getting huge rents. Uh, Recently, I've heard of a deal at about $170 a square metre for an industrial asset. I can't go into too much detail because I don't believe it's settled, but uh, I'm keen to write about that one when it does. And yeah, when you think about what it's been, where how far it's come, you know, while our rents aren't as high as you get on the East Coast, um, it's still, it's
1: huge. Another really interesting chat. If you would like to read Claire's story, it is in the October 16 edition of the Business News magazine, or you can read it online at businessnews.com.au. Claire, thank you for joining me. Thank you.
0: The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.